Hi, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today the title of my message is Miracles. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. So we know that you are. We believe you are. We thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you for teaching us how to live well in your kingdom, how to represent you. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory. We love you. In your name, we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us and still talking about why we don't receive from him. All the things that we're missing in our lives to be in complete agreement with him, to completely obey him. We, we looked at James a lot. It says, if you break one law, you broke all the law. And if we break all the law, that means that we're not really in the place where we can receive from God. And God wants us to receive his miracles because then we are a miracle and then we can go share um, miracles with others. We really are a miracle when we're born again. We are recreated in his likeness. He's living on the inside of us. And so we are a miracle and he wants us to share that. And so we're going to read today a little bit in Galatians 6. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered or, or scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions of profession or by, or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably himself who attempts to Delude God for whatever a man sows, that is only what he will reap. You know, this word um, pretensions, meaning, you know, like we're, we're doing this religious thing, but we're really not doing what he's calling us to do. Um, he said, he's saying that, we're, you know, what I think he's saying is, we're calling ourselves Christians, but we're not really doing the whole thing. Exactly what we've been talking about. And that's why we don't receive from him. And then he said that um, whatever a man sows, that is what he will reap. And so if you're looking for a miracle today, or if you're looking for him to meet a need, he's saying, then you have to sow. So like if you need healing, you can sow healing in someone else's life by being a miracle for them. What I mean is teach them what you know. Lay your hands on them and call them well, like we're supposed to do. Doing the word of God. Doing what you can in that person's life and in any other area. We need healing more than just physical. We need um, emotional healing. We need to know the truth. Jesus went around doing good, especially healing all who were harassed and oppressed by the enemy. And we talked about that. And so he went around giving revelation knowledge. And we can do the same thing. Going around, doing good, teaching his word, showing who he is. So verse 8 says, um, He who sows to his own flesh, his lower nature, will from the flesh reap decay, ruin, and destruction. But he who sows the spirit from the spirit will reap life everlasting, eternal life. And so what I believe God is saying to us today is if we're sowing to our flesh, if it's just about us, if we're not doing his work, if we're not sharing who we are with others 
we're that miracle. When you're born again, you are that miracle. I just want to stress that. And when you share who you are with others, you're sowing to the Spirit. When you're going around doing good, when you're doing that work that we talked about yesterday, then you're sowing to the Spirit and you're going to reap life. You're giving, you're sowing. God's kingdom is about giving, giving love. And so when when you're giving, you're giving. You're loving. You're showing others who God is and you're in his kingdom, doing his work, caring about what he cares about. Jesus said that whoever believed in him, that they would do that work that he was doing and even greater. And so he's asking us to do his work. And so if you're believing God for something and it's not happening, that could be the stage where you're at, where he's expecting you to go out and to do his work. The harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. And Jesus said, as you're doing this, we read that yesterday, whatever you ask for as representing me, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to do that for you. Verse 9 says, then, um, do not lose heart and grow weary and faint in doing nobly and doing right. For in due time, at that appointed season, you will reap if you do not faint and give up. So not only in receiving your miracle that you're expecting, but giving of yourself to others. That's a part that I think that we really miss it anyway I do. And I'm constantly needing God to remind me. You know, he gives us an assignment and we get weary and well-doing and we just kind of let it fade away and we stop doing it because we're really not expecting a result anymore. But God is saying to us today that he's expecting us to believe for miracles, to be a miracle, and show who he is, and that we are miracles, and he's asking us to show ourselves, and then not get weary in what we're doing, but expect that something's going to happen. How often do we really expect something's going to happen? You know, the enemy is just so good at getting us off track, and we got to be aware of that. We have to be sober and vigilant. And, you know, know that he is just roaming around, constantly trying to get us off the path, constantly trying to get us away from God and not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Because when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, as we just read, we're going to have eternal life. What a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. And so if you're sowing to the flesh, if your life is about you, if you disregard his commands, then it says that you're going to reap destruction. And, you know, that's why um, Jesus said on that day, many are going to say that we did this in your name, we did that in your name. He's going to say, I didn't know you, because really we were sowing to the flesh. If we're not obeying him, we're sowing to the flesh. And if we are obeying him, if we are sowing to the spirit, then our life isn't about us and we're giving to others. And from that, we're going to reap eternal life because that's what his kingdom is about. It's about love. And so in that, um, God, again, he's really made it really clear to me that he's calling us to believe for that impossible thing in our life and in the life of others, you know, to make a big to-do out of it and stop just being normal and blending in with the normal people, but make that difference, 
Make that difference in someone's life. Be the difference. Be the difference as Jesus was. He came and he made a humongous difference. He's living on the inside of us. And he's saying that he wants to come out. He wants you to manifest him. And he can only do that when we cooperate with him. When we sow to the spirit and not sow to the flesh. But when we're just all about ourselves and and blending in and our concern is more of earthly things than him. Not to say he doesn't want you to have good things and have, have a good life, but he does. But he doesn't want it to be that to be your main focus. In fact, when you do, you know, part of getting your prayer answered is to care about what he cares about, to love others. And then the things that you need are going to be added to you. The, the love you need is going to be added to you. You're going to get it added to you. You're going to get it back. Your healing is going to be added to you because you're living by his principles in his kingdom. You know, when I was um, first learning how to receive from him, I was believing him for my son to be healed. And he was telling me, he was teaching me to um, that he didn't want to just do one little thing for me, but he wanted me to receive all he had for me. And that would happen as I learned to live in his kingdom. Kind of like if you're thinking about how life would be in heaven, you you have to actually live a certain way to qualify to be in heaven. You have to love, you have to care, you have to have compassion. The kingdom of heaven is about love. And so if we're living in his kingdom right here and right now, just like in heaven, we're going to qualify for all the good that's there. It's going to happen here. And so that's what he was saying. He was saying, I, can't, I don't want to just do one little thing and um, then you just be okay. But I want to give to you more than you can ask or think. And when you live in my kingdom, then you qualify for everything. You qualify for all the blessings. God doesn't want to just do a little thing in your life. He doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to be looked at as normal. He doesn't. He's more than you can ask or think. And he wants people to see who he is. And we talked about that. He was showing me that that's how we live. We live so normal. We don't expect him to do much. We just, you know, we we, um, expect him to do things that make sense. But he doesn't want to work that way. He wants to do more than you can ask or think. He wants to do the miracle. He doesn't want to look like he's not God. He wants to look like who he is. You know, um, we all kind of portray portray a certain image of ourselves, expressing who we are. And God's expression of who he is, is love. And in loving us, he wants to give to us. And he wants to do his thing. Think about it. You know, he called light into existence. He created the earth and all the beauty in it. And then he created us to live in it because he wanted good for us. He wants good for his children. And so that's who he's about. That's who he wants to reflect. And now him living on the inside of us, he wants us to reflect that. He wants us to reflect who he is. And so he wants us to believe for that impossible thing those miracles in our lives and then be a miracle in someone else's life doing that greater thing not living normal but living abnormal 
we are supernatural. We have God living on the inside of us. And we can go lay hands on sick, on the sick, the Word of God tells us, and they can recover. Jesus in us. I'll never forget the day that he showed me him in me. It was really crazy, awesome. I was in church, and um, he wanted to um, display the gift of healing. And um, he was in me. I got to see it. I saw him flash through me. He gave me a vision in the spirit. And I even saw um, this one little girl looking up into me, into my eyes. And I knew she wasn't looking at me. She was looking at Jesus. I I never got a chance to talk to her, but it was him in me. He really does live on the inside of us. And it's crazy awesome. And his power is going to flow through you. But we got to start sowing to the spirit and stop sowing to the flesh. Stop living in that lower nature. He can't do anything in that or even wants to. He wants to be um, who he is. He wants to shine through us. He wants us, he wants to be that light on the inside of us. And so we got to get connected with him. We got to get connected in the spirit. We have to get up and start talking to him and find out what he's thinking about. What's his agenda? You know, stop making it about you. Stop making it about me. I'm talking to me too. You know, stop making your whole life about you and what makes you happy. And when you find out what makes him happy, then you're going to be happy because what makes him happy is that you're happy. He has his mind on you all the time. And it's only fair that we have our mind on him. And then we can find out, you know, we can connect and find out what he's thinking. Um, I have a sister that we spend so much time together that I can just get in a room with her and doesn't even have to actually be in a room. I can be on the phone with her and I know what she's thinking before she says what she's thinking. I already know what she's feeling because we have such a connection and God has that same thing. I mean, God wants that same thing with us. We can have that same thing with him. We can get to know him so well, we already know what he's thinking. We already know that he wants to do more for us than we can do for ourselves. That he doesn't want us settling for second best, but he has more for us than we can ask or think. And you start getting to know him by looking at the word. And then you can start feeling that word living on the inside of you. You can start feeling his compassion and his love for you. And so it starts with asking him to come live on the inside of you. Jesus said when he left, he told the disciples they were so close, they were hanging out. And he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going, but the Holy Spirit whom the Father is going to send is going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to represent me. He's going to be your counselor, your standby. He's going to remind you the things I said. Um, he's going to tell you things to come. You know, God tells us things to come. That is so exciting. And um, I just love it that he does that because I don't like surprises. I like to be prepared. And so in that, you know, um, what I was going to say is that you have to ask Jesus, come and live on the inside of you. And he promises to do that. And he was, he told the disciples that, but he's also saying the same thing to us. He's not here in the physical realm, but he wants to come and live on the inside of you 
And then you have that power on the inside of you. You have his thinking on the inside of you. He's really in there. You can really see him. You can feel him. And, you know, he, he just, he shows himself to you. And um, he said, if you love me, you'll obey me, and I will manifest myself to you. And so when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, I just want to assure you that he is living in there. And when you acknowledge him, he's going to make himself known. And so all you have to do is ask him. You just say, Dear Jesus, I thank you and praise you. Would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of me. And I'm inviting you to come to teach me your way, to bring me to the place where you're calling me to be so that um, I can be a miracle in someone else's life, that I can sow in someone else's life. And I thank you for teaching me and helping me to be committed to you as you are to me. Love you and praise you in Jesus' name. That's just all there's to it. And, you know, I just always like to pray that. Help me be as committed to you as you are to me. Because his mind is on us all the time. And we have all these distractions going on. And we're so... Um, it's so casual for us to constantly be thinking about ourselves and stuff. But when we pay attention to what he's thinking and what he has on his mind, it gets exciting. It's an exciting journey because when you pay attention to him and you sow to the spirit and you start um, just listening to what he's saying, you're going to see that he has more for you than you can do for yourself. He wants to do that super abundantly, more than you can ask or think. And he likes to surprise you. You know, sometimes it's a weight, and there's reasons for that weight. But when he does come through, it just floors you. He's so exciting. He is. And so if you said that prayer, you might not have felt anything, but you can ask to feel something. And um, he will show himself to you. But just believe that he's in there and start that communication with him. Start that relationship with him by looking at your the Word of God, looking at your Bible, and then get on your knees every morning and just connect with him. And you're going to hear him talking to you, explaining things to you, showing you things. And he's going to tell you things to come. He's going to tell you what he has planned for you to do, what he wants you to sow, and whose life. He's going to tell you exactly what he wants you to do. And then don't look at who you are without him, but look at it as him on the inside of you doing that work, because we can't do anything without him. And, you know, we are going to get weary and well-doing if we're just looking at what we can do. But if you're looking at him living in you, his power, um, his, his wisdom, his revelation, knowledge, just pouring out of you, um, then... You're going you're gonna to see that you can do it because he's actually doing it in you. So if you said that prayer for the first time today, I'd love it so much. For the first time ever, I mean, I'd love it so much. If you said it today for the first time ever, I'd love it so much. Or even if you recommitted, I would love it so much if you would let me know. I have contact information at the end of my video. Thanks so much for listening today. And God bless you.